detention veterans, and everyone who's ready to change their lives. Welcome to the Christina Silva Show, educating our veterans live. Join your host, Marine Corps-trained motivator, Christina Silva, as she connects with experts, innovators, and military heroes. Now, let's get started. Here is Christina Silva. Well, Marines are always ready, and that's why I'm Christina Silva, a veteran advocate striving to find the trailblazing experts you need to make sure that you're attaining your goals and that you're able to overcome obstacles along the way. How about self-publishing a book? How about wanting to volunteer but not knowing where to start? What about becoming a pageant competitor? Well, we're going to speak with our subject matter expert today who's done so much more in 30 years, plus all of what I just mentioned. Lieutenant Commander is a big rank in our United States Navy. And if you want to learn more about careers in the Navy and or the Marine Corps or any other branch, all you have to do is go www.marines.com or Amy's going to tell us about how she joined the Navy. But first, she did go on to the Yellow Feet and remembers 30 years ago, Paris Island. <laughs> Amy, you look so brilliant. I'd never even guess in public that you were a United States Marine and a U.S. Naval combat photographer and now public affairs communications officer. A few highlights, may I? Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, you know, transitioning, sort of always evolving. So as you mentioned, I started, uh, I joined the Marines, uh, stepped on those yellow footprints, as they say, at Paris Island, South Carolina, and uh, took a leap of faith that I could do it when my family really was not sure if I was going to make it through boot camp. And uh, making it through boot camp was just sort of the first phase of trials and tests that I would have during my life. Um, just want to make sure you can hear me okay there. Uh, and, and so, you know, evolving and growing, learning, being able to transition from one rank or service to another. So I was enlisted in the Marine Corps, active duty, went into the reserves. Then I uh, got selected for a commissioning program in the Navy. And so switching from services from the Marine Corps to the Navy and then switching from being enlisted to officer, you know, it's all part of the journey of continuing to serve in any way that I could. And even though the uniform was different, the rank was different, I was still the same person. And so still really just growing as a person and being able to, you know, now it's a time for me to really be able to look back and uh, pull, pull along anyone who wants me to open some doors for them. So looking forward to opening doors, but looking back, who's coming up behind me so I can help them and push them forward because now it's a time to pass the torch to the next generation and inspire. You know, there's so many great young women coming up in the ranks these days and um, supporting them as they face some really difficult challenges in the military and their transition from being a service member and then going on into their next phase in the business world or family life, you know, always be transitioning into something and evolving into a greater, you know, person and a, with maximizing your own potential is really the key to anyone's, you know, evolution. 
Wow, beautifully said. And what military training does is it gives you that understanding of what you're made of. And each and every person's learning and evolution is different to each one of their goals and dreams. But when you have a toolkit, which we're going to explain that you use to its fullest today, you can start and have that tabula rasa. Yes, that blank slate is what, uh, you know, I've always thought of every new year, you know, the new year brings a new hope and renewed sense of uh, ambition or aspirations. And that saying it's Latin, tabula rasa, Latin for white space or blank space. And it's a metaphor for life that every day is a tabula rasa, right? Um, and, you know, 30, marking that 30 year mark of service in uniform and deploying to combat zones like Iraq and Afghanistan and other places like Sri Lanka, Niger, Palau, Singapore, Malaysia, so many places in the world that I've been on assignment, but, and I've had some really long days and some bad days, ups and downs, and many days that I wanted to quit and just say, I'm done with this. And, uh, Luckily, I didn't. And but because I knew that those long days always come to an end and then that there's going to be a new day to start over again. And so that's the beauty of every single day is, you know, it just comes to an end and every bad day comes to an end and, and you can start anew. So um, using those sort of metaphors for life is what I've been fairly I've been hanging on by dear life, but uh, for dear life, but made it. And thankfully, and so now it's the time in my life to always be helping the next generation by sharing what I've learned, how to do it if they want to write a book or travel or jump into a new career field. But I'll tell you, writing a book was something I never thought I could do. Sure, I've written a lot of articles. I've taken a lot of photos and people have always said, you should write a book. And I thought, Putting the word author behind your name is so, um, it just seemed out of reach to me. And then I, th I saw other people doing it. And I thought, well, if he could do it or she could do it, surely I could do it too. So that's been the, the joy of maximizing my own potential and reaching something that I thought was once unattainable. But that was just in my head. Wow, that is so powerful. Everyone, we're listening to Lieutenant Commander and our mentor, Amy Forsyth, who has written and seen so much that she put it together with a span of 20 years about Camp Pendleton and all of the history and the wars that we have fought and won as Americans, and her story is worthy. We sometimes wonder what we will write when we become authors, because all of us have a book inside. Amy was able to birth her story. Will someone understand it? Will someone grow from it? And will someone be proud of her accomplishments? I know I am today. So I want to thank you for your service. And also to say that is not a light thank you for your service. It's one that's empathetic. So as we move into this next chapter of you remembering some of your own mentors, now you're a mentor to many. Who would you like to shout out in SoCal or around the world today? Well, you know, I've been lucky to have so many great mentors in my life and um, really just with the power of social media, being able to connect with people and realize that we have so much in common is wonderful. But, you know, serving in the Marines, there's some people you just connect with and you stay friends for life. And you mentioned my book, Heroes Live Here, really um, captures 20 years of, of service to the Marines. And I've met some great 
friends along the way and um, people that I've lost, uh, friends that Marines I served with that I lost. I still stay in touch with their families, but the book was a way to really um, bring comfort and closure to other to other gold star families. And those are families that have lost a loved one, but it was very therapeutic for me. And I, I share that everyone, if I could do, if I could do it, if I can write a book, anyone can write a book. And so everyone has a book inside of them. And it's just a matter of time before you can extract, like, what would I say? What would I write and putting it, putting it together? And so I took more of a self-publishing path um, instead of trying to pitch it to like, an, a book agent or a big publishing house. And so, because they may not have gotten the topic, but it's very niche topic and they may not have understood, but that way I can, I maintain the creative control and put in what I thought was best. And I've been blessed with having such great feedback from the Marines because the Marines are very um, critical. If they don't like something that's written about them, they'll tell you. And yeah. so they've been so supportive. And so that's the, all the, feedback I need is that if uh, parents and, and family members of those that are mentioned in the book and other fellow Marines I served with approve, that's, that's, you know, what I care about. It will never sell a million copies, but that's okay because so long as, you know, it's a project that other people can enjoy. So I encourage your listeners or followers out, followers out there to discover what's inside of them, what other, what creative outlets that you have that can inspire and motivate and uh, the next generation, but also what can be your creative therapeutic outlet to share with people? Because there's books bottled up in people and, you know, maybe it's a coloring book, maybe it's a photo book, maybe it's a journal that you wanted to put some thoughts down on. You can, you can do that very easily with self-publishing. Oh, I am so inspired. I can barely contain myself. Honestly, I'm proud for you and proud of you. And the book is doing well when it touches one life. And as Marines and as service members all over the world, independent families, we protect how we have served and how we're depicted. Even movies can be called a tanker if they don't depict what we've gone through properly and with the right incredulous danger unto delight, because it's delightful to have the relationships you're describing that you may have written about in the book I will be reading soon. Heroes live here. I'm so proud to have found a couple of blogs out of hundreds that you've been written about and ones that you've written on your website. And I would like to give credit to SoCal, the shout out to SoCal site, because they wrote something so beautiful. And that is how I found out about your actual ink pen and your actual paper in hand to write out your goals and then digitize them right away. Share with me why you do that and how everyone can be inspired to return to the old fashioned way of starting out toward their goal. Well, you know, I keep a list of, I'm a, I'm a to-do list type person, right? Because if I don't write it down, I will forget it. It's just that age in life where, um, so you can see I've got, I've got my list, my to-do list, and I love the boxes and then I get to line it out or check it off. So, you know, I'm them. <laughs> yes, right. And these to-do lists are really the first step in sort of identifying the things that need to get done. And if you can get it from your head into the pen to paper, that's just the first step. And then that's really the, the hardest part is getting it from here and to here. Once it's filled out, anyone can follow a checklist. And so this is what holds me accountable 
to my to-do list. But if I'm thinking about it, I'm on the couch or I'm outside, I need to write it down right away. But I swear by making a to-do list because it really keeps me on track. It doesn't mean I get everything done, as you can see, but at least I can organize my thoughts enough to move forward from day to day. And then I have a new, I make a new list on a blank piece of paper and that tabula rasa, the blank slate is where I can just transfer the new information. But um, thank you for mentioning that because some people are um, get stalled or because there's so much going on, there's so many messages coming at them. It's really hard to uh, sort out what do I need to do now? What can I do tomorrow? What can I do on the weekend? And so prioritizing the things that you can do and then when you should do them is so important. And so for anyone sort of a procrastinator, which I, I am sort of a procrastinator, but I work very hard on deadlines. And so deadlines are everything to me. And so um, I try to shift things and shuffle things around. And what can I do today? It's if it's not due till next Monday, I'm probably not going to do it until Sunday. So, uh, but that's just the way that I can maximize and put, uh, do more faster with prioritizing. This is great, everyone. We're talking with an amazing subject matter expert, someone we can look up to because she's actually done these things that we may want to do and procrastination, it just kills. We've got to get motivated. We're self-accountable today. And I bring you that resolve through these guests that are so kind to maximize their time and block it. So we have the first word, which is therapeutic. You're going to think of something that you love, despite the many life challenges you may be going through or any overloads you may have with your professional career or family change. You've got to decide how to commit, write down, and then time block your dreams. And once you do that, if we just use the analogy of becoming an author, you're going to create a concept by writing it down, circle it, and then you can write out lines going around that circle and tangents that would become chapters of that book. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You're listening to The Christina Silva Show, educating our veterans live. If you'd like to call in during our live show, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. For more information about the show, email crsprods at gmail.com. That's crsprods at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. So take us to Heroes Live Here and share with us the process and how long it took to become self-published. And the reason why I ask is because I want to write a book and I would like to know where to start. Yes. Well, thank you. You know, this concept sort of started about two years ago for me. I was driving in on Camp Pendleton. I just 
moved back to California. I was living on the island of Guam for a, working there. And then we came back to Camp Pendleton, my husband and I, and driving to work every day. It's about a 45-minute drive. And so I was just noticing all the wonderful tributes and memorials to our fallen Marines that are um, placed mm -hmm. around the base and discovering these because I had served in Iraq and Afghanistan and knew many of these people. And I thought, let me take a few photos so I can share with the Gold Star families mm -hmm. or post on social media as just a nice tribute. And then I thought, you know, I could maybe put these in a journal or, or something. And then the idea came with looking at other people who are writing books and doing speaking engagements for that. And I thought, you know, I could put this together. And then I did some more research and learned that self-publishing is really a lot easier than you think. And so I, I got a layout and design team, um, an nice. editor, and nice. kind of like a book coach to help me with the business side of writing a book, like um, getting the ISBN numbers and the content uh, margins on the paper and different things that you need to kind of be concerned with. Because I had not done any of, I didn't know how that works. I've been a journalist and just so writing stories, but not putting them in together in a book, which is a whole nother um, realm. And like, what's the trim size? Like how big should the book be? And what what's the weight of the paper and the colors? And so going through a little bit of trial and error and learning um, first person, that was the way that I learned. And so just I was putting the uh, book to, to bed, so they speak, it was at the printers, the manuscript was at the printers. And then as you can recall, last August, 2021, when the Marines were at, in Kabul, Afghanistan, yes. within when once we knew that the there were some Marines that were killed there, within minutes of knowing and learning that the majority of those people, the 11 uh, Marines, one sailor, were based right here at Camp Pendleton, then the front gate was flooded with flowers and balloons and flags and tributes to them because they were lost in Afghanistan. And so I said, I have to pull back the book and I have to include that as the final chapter wow. in recognizing the sacrifices of our Marines and sailors uh, at Thank Camp you. Pendleton. And so that made a nice tribute. But what I'd like to share with, with you and with the audience, you know, putting the book together, I've been, so I've been lucky enough to be invited to come speak at um, groups like Rotary Group, high schools, colleges, um, veteran groups. And so pairing a book with a story and the research together to tell a story that people haven't heard before. And so put it in first person retrospective because I, I lived it. Um, and a lot of the photos and most of the photos are mine. And so, um, that to me has been the best compliment is to get invited mm -hmm. to go and share it, not just the book, but um, the experience. So yeah, that, that that's put beautiful. together. I'm tearing up. That's beautiful. Yeah, I understand know. you. We need that history to not only maintain our patriotism and what our soil and land and sacrifice is and the valor and, and triumph and what the families deserve. We can never repay. A book is something that lives on forever and it will evolve with, I'm sure, many more Heroes Live Here volumes. So I'm so proud for you. Thank you for sharing the way because sometimes it's very hard to find out where to start. And when you're willing to share what you have, not being fearful that someone would copy or steal your idea or any of that, it's so much more powerful. So thank you for that. And everyone is listening to 
the voice of Amy Forsyth, and she's going to share another tidbit from her life about her background in not only shooting photos, but appearing in them. And she's been written about, and she has to read those articles before they go out to make sure that she's shown in the correct light. And so I'd like to say a shout out to Ms. Duhaney. What does she mean to you? And how did you like to be honored as the Women's Hall of Fame inductee? Tell us about well, those two happenings. Yeah, thank you. So, um, Ms. Duhaney, she worked, she was a writer. She's a writer. She's a sister uh, Mustang officer in the Navy, but she's doing some freelance writing for the National Guard and Reserve magazine. And since I've spent more than 20 years in the uh, Navy Reserve, I thought this would be a good fit. Maybe there's other reservists out there who... Um, are looking for, you know, a path to write a book about their experiences. And so we connected. It was wonderful. And we had so much in common and uh, just shared shared a good laugh and, and talked about our journeys in the Navy as being both prior enlisted. And that's what Mustang officer means. And so she's still on active duty, but dabbling in journalism. And so being able to share and inspire, there's so many people out there, but inspiring the next generation to continue service, but veterans like yourself and other veterans out there that are just doing such amazing things. And really it's our voice that is going to inspire the next generation to serve. And we sure do need all hands on deck effort to not just the recruiters, because that's a really hard job, but all of us to talk about our service and how that led to some bit of success. But, um, you know, I was reluctant to share my own personal story because I'm the one used to taking the photos and writing the articles. But then, yes. you know, if there's maybe someone out there that wants to do the same job, they also need to hear from, you know, people like myself, a, a Navy Reserve public affairs officer, a former Marine photographer that, know that there is a job path and a job opportunity and there's life after service and uh, how to balance that. And I went, I used my GI bill, went back to school and, you know, taking things to the next level, but people before they join, they want to see a proven success model. And so that's why veterans like yourself, Christina and my, and me and others who can go on and live a successful life and, and use those tools that we learned in the Marines, keep those networks open and go on and do, do great things. And so with the public listening too, is that there's some value in that knowing that um, we've transitioned into the next phase of our lives. Yes, yes, and yes. What a great and good Friday to be thankful. And in the intro reel that we shared today, this show will be made forever an archive on Voice America, the Christina Silva Show. Educating our veterans is a community responsibility that you've answered today. And I'm so excited that Ms. Duhaney wrote this article about 30 years of your service and that your sisterhood, when you had posted it on your Instagram page, it just said it perfectly that when you have the sisterhood and then someone is wanting to know what you do and how they can do it too, and you banter back and forth, that creates camaraderie that saves lives. Because when you transition out of the military, whether you're retiring and wanting to continue as a photographer without combat, or you would like to become an author about the combat photography you shot, that is a difficult way to put your emotions on paper. 
it's a birthing process. So I know that may have been difficult for you to capture and relive some of the things you wrote about. And I applaud you for that. If you could give any advice to the author that wants to write about any topic that was a trauma to them unto the triumph of them still surviving and being able to be here today to talk about it and become an author, what advice would you give? Take breaks or... Yeah, well, you know, I think I've heard and I've read a lot about um, the power of journaling, even if it's just writing things down on a blank piece of paper about the way you're feeling. And, you know, even going back 2000 years, people say just writing things down, being reflective of your day and how you're feeling is such a great outlet. But people tend to take to social media and say things and rant and uh, just, you know, stir up trouble when they're really all they really need is just some reflection and writing it down. And so learning how to do that in an effective way. And then I I copy things or I write it down and then maybe I'll come back to it later. So really just writing down your emotions and not publicly sharing those, but that could be very healing and therapeutic. And so anyone looking to write a book, there's so many great stories out there untold about our veterans or about history or about the city that you live in, or there's a story around every turn. And so when you're a military journalist or a journalist, you're always looking under every rock and behind every chair. There's got to be some story. There's a story within you too. And but there's might be something that you're passionate about or interested in, even something like the history of roller skating. If you know, if you have people out there <laughs> love roller skating, there's a story that you can always make uh, someone else interested in. And so topics are are abundant, overflowing, and people writing is very therapeutic, uh, especially those who have some trauma, even just writing a letter that never gets sent, writing it down in a book that never gets reopened can be very powerful. And so I, I encourage people to start there, start with themselves and then work into Uh, do the research about what topics or um, book ideas and then bounce it off other people who've already kind of walked that journey. And I loved connecting with people. So anyone out there listening, uh, I'd love to connect. My my, uh, social media of choice is LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. I love Instagram too, but LinkedIn is always a great way to connect other people. And I have references and resources that might someone might need or want to learn more about. So that's a great way to find me. How generous. Our special guest, Amy Forsyth, is just so accomplished with her book. You can find it on Amazon. It's called Heroes Live Here, and she's got other works coming up in the future. And she recently participated in speaking to everything from high school audiences to an audience of pageant contestants from our armed forces. Being a co-host alongside Lou Rawls Jr. at the 2023 first inaugural Mr. and Mrs. Military Pageant is where we met on the carpet and sisters ever since. How was it to see the competition and crowning the king and queen for you that evening? You know, that was such a fun night. I, I look back and I just say, you know, it wasn't it wasn't perfect because of the choreography or this the scripting and everything, but that's okay because the guest host or the the judges, the pageant contestants, Lou Rawls Jr. and the red carpet. It was just so much fun. And, you know, you saw everyone's faces light up. It was just such yeah. a shining a light on, you know, these military members. It just made my heart 
so uh, full to see the support and the cheering them on. And I just loved it. And so in a world where things can be very dark sometimes, that was just such a great night. And I love meeting everyone there. It was just so fun. And um, we came away with, uh, everyone was a winner, really. Everyone mm -hmm. that participated as pageant contestants and then everyone working that is totally, you know, um, volunteering for me. And I just loved uh, being a part of that. Incredible. Thank you, Lieutenant Commander Amy Forsyth. Your sailor retired. Mr. Calvin Hill is the founder of that Mr. and Mrs. Military Organization, and it was a beautiful venue. We have to thank the Salvation Army. I have been a chair, um, part of the Southern California, part of the Salvation Army, and they're always so generous with their programs for veterans. And find a charity, get involved. Volunteering is spectacular because you belong. If you're a veteran listening or if you're on active duty, use your benefits while you're in uniform and while you are going towards your retirement. You can always change your mind on what you want to do because every day is time for Tabula Raza. This has been a great show. And in closing, Miss Amy Forsyth is going to share with you the importance of getting love from friends, family, and pets. <laughs> yes, you know, um, I had never grown up with a, an animal or a dog in the house. And then when my husband and I were living on Guam, we, we got a, what they call a boonie dog. And it's basically a rescue yeah. dog. And they have a really bad stray dog problem there. So one day my husband was driving along, saw little puppies in the ditch on the side of the road that would have been part of the yeah. street dogs. And so he scooped one up, brought it home. I was on travel in Japan. I came home and he said, we have a new dog. I thought, oh my goodness, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> but now I know why people love their dogs so much. Mm -hmm. I was always thinking these dog people are crazy, right? But these dog dogs bring so much love into your life. And um, there's so many dogs out there who need a good family. And uh, she, my dog has just been such a great therapy for me really and my my buddy and um i just absolutely couldn't see my life without a dog and so now i understand uh the dog the dog people because they just add so much value and love to your life and it's just been tremendous for me such a great help to me oh yes i'm looking into the difference between a cat and a dog and to become an owner but i travel a lot like yourself and Wow, I just see now that that love is unconditional. We all yearn for it. So if you're looking into even a pet rescue one because the shelter near you needs to save a life. So this is so great talking with you. What can we expect from your future? Well, thanks. You know, I've got some travel planned this summer and um, I'm really looking forward to that, going overseas over to Europe a little bit, attending some conferences. And um, But you mentioned volunteering and this past year or two, I've been uh, involved in some really great veteran service organizations. And, you know, a lot of veterans leave active duty and then they feel this big gaping hole in their life and that they are missing the purpose or don't have really, you know, a new mission or they're not busy enough to like stay uh, connected with other veterans. And so I've got some great um, nonprofit work that I'm doing or I'm involved with. And one being the Mount Soledad 
uh, Veterans Memorial, the National Veterans Memorial. It's in La Jolla, California, and we have a couple really big events every year. One is on Memorial Day and one is on Veterans Day. But it's just it's a free open to the public place where people can go. It sits at, atop a very large hill in La Jolla, California. I encourage people if they want to come down and visit, they can. And we're having a Memorial Day ceremony. So planning for that. Um, being on the board, helping, um, you know, work, working with the media to tell that story um, and some other veteran service organizations that have really um, been a lifeline for me because I need something more than just work, right? Something more to do than just work. As you know, volunteering is really the life, the lifeline that some people need just to stay busy and connect with other people outside of work. So I've met some really great friends there and just keeps me busy. But maybe another book next year, I was thinking uh, more of a journal, something that is patriotic in nature with some inspirational quotes and some history that we may have forgotten. We learned in school, but we've forgotten. And so something that's been on the my back burner, but maybe next year um, I'm going to prioritize that. Marvelous, marvelous. We are inspired and lifted up today. Miss Amy Forsyth, our Lieutenant Commander, she's a Marine once and always, and she's yes. currently serving with our U.S. Navy at Camp Pendleton. If you want to visit that monument, you will be filled with the reason Old Glory is still waving in the wind. Today is April 7th. This is the Christina Silva Show, where educating our veterans is a community responsibility, and we seek to give you creative resiliency solutions each and every week. This is our show. Keep on tuning in because at four o'clock, we have another special holiday weekend appearance by our very own 2022 Miss Regency International and Mrs. Black Global. Thank you, Amy Forsyth. Thank you so much. Great to be with you. Keep up the great work. You too, Semper Fi Dallas. Yes, Semper Fi, sister. Hoorah. Thank you for tuning in this week to The Christina Silva Show. Be sure to check back for new episodes every Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you soon and Semper Fi.